0: hello this is episode 152 of just because the human experience podcast today is february 23rd two two three two two this episode was recorded october 3rd is that right you might hear my diaper moving october 3rd i'm michael lobo i am trying to shake the cobwebs out of my brain You ever feel that like you just don't feel motivated to do shit so that's what I'm trying to do this though deserves shit wait no this deserves love and time this was a conversation with my friend Chaz we get into how we met but um, I guess I'm grateful because I'm getting to reach out and rekindle, I guess that would be the word, uh, these friendships with people, people I've known for years, and and highlight them, which was, which was great with this. Um, I've known Chaz for a very long time, and it was so much fun, and I just remember remembering how, uh, I loved talking with him and shooting the shit with him, and I, I miss the guy. I'm talking like he's... Like he's dead, but he's not. Right? Chaz? 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 I did make a technical boo-boo, though. The episode cuts short. Uh, Something happened while recording, and it's gone. So it's a very short episode, but I still wanted to put out what we did have. He'll be back on the podcast sometime. I need to have him back on. hope you're all doing okay Chaz I miss you I love you see I'm making it sound like a he's dead but I mean we, someone shouldn't shouldn't be dead to, to say that stuff but um enjoy
1: working oh
0: shit it is
1: no swearing. i don't know how to use a
0: microphone no swearing please it's sunday it's the lord's day um i'm so sorry how are you i'm good how are you i am fantastic now <sighs> i haven't seen you in 15 years in 35 years 35 years you remember
1: you've changed so much you're, you're an old man now. I'm joking. You're not. You look exactly I, the same.
0: I, it's uh, Asian genes, I feel.
1: You say it's Asian genes? It, it's my Asian genes. It's all, uh, that, all that rice just does so much for you. It's
0: just the rice, and the rice stopped uh, COVID from entering my body. So I've been protected. <laughs> what happened? Where did we go? What just happened? How have you been? I've been great. How are you? <laughs> i'm doing all right uh that seems like a weird uh uh question like we we i know we message back and forth but uh for not having seen each other or or catch up consistently to just go how are you i'm good how are you doing
1: exactly uh, yeah well also like i had this conversation i'm like the whole covid how are you like yeah. everyone goes how are you doing and i'm like i'm in the same place you are right same, now <laughs> pretty much the same shit nothing has happened nothing has changed
0: I, I wanted to have you on because you, in thinking about my hundred years of life, uh, you were there for a big chunk of me becoming a man, um, What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, as, in, as in Phoenix College and theater, and so I wanted to talk to you and your life. You were born as a human being. Where were you born, sir? I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. We don't is. talk like that, but I was we born really in Phoenix, what Arizona. What the hell just
1: uh, St. Joe's Hospital. I don't know how deep Perfect. we're going to get into this.
0: Uh, what are the cross streets again? That's Is that McDowell and... Uh, Thomas and like... Oh, Thomas, yeah. 8th, 8th Avenue? 7th 8th Avenue. Avenue? Yeah. I don't know.
1: 15th Avenue? 7th. At the crossroads That's... of my mom's cervix. Okay. And her placenta.
0: Nope. Now you're going to have to explain what a cervix is. This window is throwing off my life
1: like i'm you look, are glowing That's I, all I'm gonna say.
0: it's like i'm sort of turning super saiyan but not fully let's see what this does
1: you have to let go of your restraint and just I, go super saiyan i really do super saiyan.
0: oh this is way better okay this is what i get for recording at an arby's bathroom so we're sponsored by arby's wait wait what was the best and worst part of your week oh we're gonna start with that already this is professional this is oh <laughs> Are we oh, recording right now? This is—I hope so. I clicked. Yeah, this is recording. Oh, we're just going right into it. I was we're like, oh, it. there's
1: there's probably going to be like a hangout moment at the okay. beginning. We're going straight we can, into we it. We can
0: cut out whatever
1: you want to cut out. But uh, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Everything is good so far. I don't care. Okay. And everything's good. But I'm like, I got—I'm not ashamed of anything. We're good. So cervix um, and
0: placenta, keeping that. Okay.
1: Okay. Best and worst part of my week. This is a loaded question. The worst part of my week. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. work at of school. As an interventionist, so like a discount vice principal um, and counselor, since we've started, there's been a lot of issues with like physicality on the playground and stuff like that. And so the worst part of my week has been the constant influx of parents calling and email and going, are you guys a safe school? All the kids are getting hurt, blah, 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 every single day. And I'm like, there's been like one incident in the past, like four weeks, nothing else other than that has happened. And parents are just constantly like, you're not safe you're not taking care of anyone. I'm just like, oh my God, we're trying so hard and I don't know what to tell you. Like, They're just like, we want you guys to be more sensitive to our children. I'm like, can you be sensitive to other children? I go, your kid's not the only one. So that's that's been the worst part. Trying to get parents and us on the same page mm-hmm. has been very difficult. Um, Good part of the week. So I, <laughs> I'm try to jump right into it because I would rather be positive than negative. Yeah. Um, the good part of the week is I'm a part of a writing group and last week, they canceled like two of our meetings. And I was like, oh, man, canceled writing. That sucks. I love my writing group. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write the whole time that I the time that I would be in writing group. I'm just going to write the whole time. And I was able to bang out like several chapters or something I was writing. So I was like, yay, completing That's
0: things. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> we, so I, I'm a teacher, too. And we, uh, I, my biggest complaint would be the, the parents as well. They, they just have these expectations of, well, how did, why didn't you see what happened to my kid? Because there's 15 other kids in the room. Or if we're all on the playground, there's 40 kids. I have only two eyeballs and one of them works. So what they, they don't seem to understand their, their three, four five-year-olds. And they make choices. They're not thinking as adults. They're not cognitively there yet. I think that's impo- like,
1: You said, because you work at a preschool, right? Mm -hmm. So it's all like really, really little kids. Yeah. Psychologically speaking, they don't have the awareness that an older child has. Like everything is, is responsive. Like they're responding to everything around them. So it's like, if the kid is hitting or if they're screaming or whatever the situation might be, it's a response to something that's making them uncomfortable. It's not that they're trying to be spiteful or rude or mean. So it's like, relax. Yeah.
0: So then I got fired. So that was pretty cool. Um, what? <laughs> no. What happened? No. I, Did you get fired? <laughs> I love my. You job. can't do this to me. I, I'm sorry. We gotta. We gotta sync our our humors again. Um, we met in theater at Phoenix College. How was that introduced into your life? You brought up the, the the your writing group. I I always feel like you're one of the most creative people I've ever met. Like you've. It wasn't just yeah I act and you just show up for rehearsals or if you think deeply about the stuff you do, where does that come from? Where does creativity come from? (laughs) Creativity (laughs) in general, (laughs) not your creativity. creativity.
1: (laughs) No, I mean like, where's my, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, let's start with your love. Well, performing, acting, writing, however that was introduced to you.
1: I'll be a hundred percent honest. I don't know where any of that comes from. My family is not like that. I come from a family of all sports, sports people. Like, my mom and dad played volleyball and softball or in, in baseball in, in high school. My siblings were all like MVP baseball, softball players. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. that's not for me. Uh, <laughs> so I came from somewhere. Um, I don't really know. Cause I, I mean, I've always loved to just make people laugh. Um, that's like my biggest thing. I just want people to feel happy. So whenever I'm around people, I'm just like, I'm going to be the star of this show right now and make a big deal and make it, make it crazy and fun. And then I just, I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff that I just would pursue on my own and really enjoy. Like, I love to draw. And so I, we would go to the store. And my mom's like, what do you want to get? And I'd be like, oh, I want like pads of paper and markers because I just want to freaking draw. And I would sit there and draw for hours.
0: Yeah.
1: A love of reading helps because I, I mean, I can read all day long and all those stories are just like constantly popping in my head going, "Ooh, that makes me think of something new. So I don't know. That's a weird. That's like not a weird question. It's a great question. I just never pondered it before
0: uh this is over then this is sorry this recording this is-, is over no you're good and as you were acting and, and pursuing sort of more artistic stuff were your parents supportive like you you brought up that your family was uh, a lot of athletes um were you ever excluded or, or made to feel different in any way because of it oh
1: no i i actually have to say i'm like one of the most supportive families in the world when i compare my family to other people i go shit like Oh, sorry. I don't know if that language is allowed, but
0: Motherfucker, no.
1: <laughs> um, like, the things people would say, like, I remember I had a friend in college who, like, told me straight up, like, my dad doesn't want me doing this because there's no money in it, and, like, I can't take care of myself. And my parents were like, as long as you're having a good time and you can support yourself, like, we don't care what you pursue. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's a that's a weird thing for someone to say to you.
0: That was sorry. me. <laughs> that that wasn't that was, you. but <laughs> that, Oh, it wasn't me. But, okay, well, my parents definitely said that. Um, oh really? Yeah, no. They, they wanted me to be um, a nurse or something, t- um, mathematician, engineer, some 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 something Asian uh, that makes money. I I've realized now it's it's maybe from immigrating here and they work hard and they're like, this is what you're choosing to do after everything we've personally been through to get here and like raise you and keep you alive. You're choosing to to go play dress up and and pretend. This is what your true why not be a nurse? I'm having pleasure.
1: Oh now see now I feel sad again.
0: <laughs> no, you shouldn't. I, I, I I'm happy for for you. Uh, yeah. I'll write about you angrily in my journal, but I, I'm happy for you. You still journal? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Everybody, I, I can tell you right now that he
1: has journaled since the day he was born. Cause we've been yeah. during play rehearsal, he would sit there with his Barnes and Noble notebook and do some some journaling.
0: I have I have, they're in like buckets around our house and Serena will say, why do you want these? And I go, I I don't know, but I want them. It's my life. So I feel like I should have them. Uh, It feels weird uh, just getting rid of them. I'm hoping for that memoirs of a geisha money.
1: Well, Um, I think that's, I think it's like an awesome thing though, because like I like will write stuff and I'll like sit there and go, God, I need conflict. I need conflict. I need conflict. I'm trying to think of something that like is conflict. And then like, I'll think about something that happened like a long time ago. And I'm like, oh, that could be good conflict. But I don't remember what happened because I was like 30 years ago. Uh So, like, you have all this reference material that you can use. You can
0: just look it up at any time.
1: Can I borrow Uh, those? I'm joking.
0: I'll send them. I'll just start taking snapshots (laughs) of them. You went to ASU after Phoenix College. Why acting? I don't know if you did other stuff. When did writing pop up?
1: So I went to ASU. I didn't specifically go for acting. I went for... I did the general act, uh, general theater major because mm-hmm. I, I really liked performing, but I also really liked directing and doing scene work or um, set design. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really stick to just, just to acting because I was like, okay, there's like other branches I want to like pursue and figure out. And I knew that if I did those other things, I wouldn't be able to f- fulfill my requirements for that. What was the other question?
0: <laughs> it was.
1: This is where the worst. This is, the worst. this is the lowest rated podcast ever. <laughs> well, not this podcast, but this episode. Will this be.
0: episode. Uh, the people in Bolivia are furious right now. Oh, how do you get, will... writing. Uh, uh, get yes, into writing?
1: Yes, writing, yes. I just remembered. Um, actually, writing is something I've always loved since I was, like, little. Like, I had, I think I, I had cleaned my mom and dad's computer and I had downloaded everything I had ever written before I moved to California. And I had, like, 200 short stories or, like, something on there that I just... I'll sit there and I'll make my, my file that says like, okay, these are characters. This is a story that I want to write. And then I would start just writing little short snippets. And I've always loved writing. And I think I kind of took a break in college because college I was in college when I got to PC to Phoenix college with you, I was more focused on the performance part. So I like took a break from just writing stuff. But then like, after I graduated from college, I was like, you know what, go back to writing. Cause I like writing. It's fun. But so that's always been something I've just enjoyed. I like, I like creating stories. I especially like world building
0: hmm. Is there a, um, an overarching theme in the, the stories you write or um, maybe a space or genre? Um, I would definitely say I write
1: more fantasy than anything. I love fantasy, but I would say if there's like an overarching theme, it's probably just how a person's brain works. Mm-hmm. I'm always writing about a character and always writing about how their brain perceives things opposed to other people's. Cause I think it's important. I don't know. I just, I'm always fascinated by the way people's brains work, like how someone can be very forward or how someone can be really shy. And i just like, it's not, it's not a random thing. It comes from somewhere like someone, someone developed that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or even if they were born that way, they developed a certain way to be whatever personality they have. So I'm always kind of like trying to find just really interesting characters that can play off of each other and be like, Oh, I'm loud and abrasive and this other character's like, well, I'm just really mellow. (laughs) So I think that would be like, I think that would probably be like my overarching thing is I'm just, I don't know, character work and and the brain.
0: Yeah. Uh, What influence did your parents have on, have on you? I know you brought up a little bit that they were very supportive of you. Um, Could you go more into that?
1: Well, my mom is a big person who definitely kind of helped my I don't know, my intelligence grow because when I was little, she would go, she likes to read, she's a reader. And so she would go to the bookstore. And every time she went to the bookstore, she was like, Hey, come with me to the bookstore. You can get something." So I, I would get a book and because I had a book, I was like, well, got to read it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so like a love of reading really helped, was really built with her because she kind of established all that. Um, and then like I told you about the arts and craft stuff. I mean, my mom used to craft all the time and she'd be like, all right, I'm going to Michael's. I'm going to Joanne's. Let's go. You know, you can get something that you want to make heck yeah i'm gonna go get something my dad however was my freedom my dad was like if we went somewhere my dad would be like all right go wherever the hell you want just make sure you're back before we leave and i'd be like okay <laughs> oh, um like we would go to we would go to asu uh, we would go to cardinals games back when they used to play at asu uh-huh.
0: um
1: and we would go we would have a what's it called um where you're partying outside a tailgate tailgate thank you can't think of words Uh, we'd have like tailgate parties and my dad would like, he'd be like, all right, I'm going into the game. I don't really have a ticket for you, but like, if you want to go in, I can get you a ticket or you can go wander around Tempe. Just make sure you're back before we leave. And I'd be like, okay. And so I would go climb like a mountain. I was like 10, 11 years old, climbing a mountain. Going, I would like find someone I'd be like, Oh, my dad gave me $20. Do you have a cheap ticket? And they would give me like a cheap ticket. And I'd go into the game and just wander around the stadium. <laughs> and I that know. happened like everywhere. My dad would take me to baseball games. We'd go camping. I mean, if we went camping, my dad was just like, Just don't die. Right. I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go walk by. So, like, that he really gave me a lot of independence. And he taught me a lot of stuff too that allowed me to be independent.
0: Mm-hmm. Where did you go after ASU? I feel like I, I lost you a little bit. Dude,
1: I lost myself. I,
0: oh, no. <laughs> no, to find I didn't. You now.
1: I was working at like a bunch of different retail places and was just staying around Tempe because I still had friends that I wanted to hang out with who were still in school. Um, and then after like that first year, I found another job worked there for a couple of years at, at another school. And I was just like, I didn't pursue I didn't do anything. Like I didn't do anything art wise. I didn't do anything theater wise. I was completely just like, I'm just getting through everything right now. I think my brain needed to reset too. Mm. Cause like I had had, I don't know however many years you're in school when you're getting a bachelor, 16 years or whatever. Yeah. My brain was just like, no work, no schoolwork for at least a couple minutes. And so I didn't do anything school related. Um, theater and all that was just like, I need a break from theater. Cause when I was at ASU, it was constantly like design a show, direct a show, act in a show, design a show, direct a show. And my brain was just like, I need a flipping break. So I didn't do anything. And then the time came for me to move to California. And that's when I kind of got back into everything.
0: Yes. When you get stuck writing, how do you, oh, okay. Well, there it <laughs> is. No, how, do, well, do you get stuck writing? It's if you of, do all the time how do you how do you get past it
1: all right everybody listen up here we go this is real writing advice from a real non published non nothing writer <laughs> here it is strap it in 99% of the time you will have nothing to write about <laughs> that that like moment that like inspirational moment where you're like oh i got it and you sit in front of your computer and just type for hours that's like once every like 10 times like oh, it does no. not happen all the time. <laughs> so if I don't know what to write, it's, um, I don't know. what like helps me going, forcing myself to write is one thing. Like if I, if I give myself a prompt or I tell myself, this is what you need to write about today. Like you need to write about this character or you need to, write, you need to write about this plot line. Um, I will sit in front of my computer for like an hour and just try to like get as much of that out as possible it probably won't be good. And I always remind myself to like, it probably won't be good, but going back is the fun part. Like going mm-hmm. back and actually editing work and making it better is actually the fun part of writing. Um, but also I remind myself that there's gonna be pages that just will not make it in. So I'm like, if it doesn't help you, it's not going in, but it's still beneficial. Cause at least you're get, you'll get something out of it. Like, you know, maybe you won't use that exact set of pages but something the character did is something you'll use in a future thing. Mm-hmm. I, this is going to sound really weird. I take showers. um I can literally like think about showers because, like, I will like take a shower. I'll just sit under the water and let the water like hit my head, and I will just start like thinking about everything. And then mm-hmm. that really does kind of help my brain get moving and going. Like, okay, here's like a plot line that I didn't think about that I should probably write about, or here's a character thing I need to work on. Here's a character flaw. Here's a character trait. So, anytime I can. Um, my watch is going crazy. What's going on? So taking a shower or I really love going for walks to the park. Like mm-hmm. I will walk for like two hours around the park and just be like, all right, let's get some story stuff into my brain. So that's what I do. But also if your brain's just not working, sometimes you just got to power through
0: <laughs> get um, something out. Yeah. Do you find you maybe don't enjoy movies or shows because you maybe studied writing and acting so much. I feel like that's my excuse. Um, and I didn't even, I don't think I, I studied it as much as you did, but I'll nitpick shows or movies based on how the, the actors portray characters. Does that ever get in your head? Uh, Am I drunk? Uh, no. Cause I think that's
1: like a fair assessment. Like, I'll talk to I just saw Venom like Mm -hmm. two days ago and one of my friends was like critiquing it and like breaking down things and I was just like this is not a normal human conversation about a movie like you're clearly a film person and you're breaking Ah. it down like a film person Mm -hmm. um for me I I think what hurts me with film and theater and all that is it's never really characters because for me, I'm like either the character the did a really good job or they did it. Okay. But I really don't focus too much on acting. Cause I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know why acting is not important to me in a movie or anything like that. Okay. If it's really bad acting, then yes, I'm clearly going to be like, Oh my God, that was awful. Um, Cause there are movies where you're just like that person should not ever play that character again. <laughs> um, but if you're like, I don't know if you're an actor playing a role and you're just doing it, you're doing it fine. Like, okay. it doesn't detract anything from me. Like, I'm not going to sit there and go, God, they're acting. On-. If you're doing the character, hey, I'm watching a story. You're the character. You did it. If you're really freaking brilliant, then, yeah, I'm going to celebrate you and be like, oh, my God, that person was you know fantastic. Like, I don't know. Can I give you an example? Like, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, What was the one? Um, Queen's Gambit. Have you seen that show on it's Netflix? on my list. Okay. It's on your list that you're going to watch right now. Uh, right now. Right now. We're turning this off. Like everybody in that show, I was just like, oh, they're all good actors because they're all doing a great job. But the main girl, Anya Taylor-Joy, I was Mm -hmm. just like, she's freaking fantastic. Like she stands out. So for me, it's never like a negative with actors. It's always just like either you did you did great for what you're supposed to do or you were really fantastic. So that doesn't pull me out. Being surprised is what pulls me out because I think being someone who reads Uh a lot and watches TV a lot and all that, I'm just like plot line sometimes i go oh that person killed so-and-so or like that person's gonna power up and become a super saiyan like you can just like tell yeah and you're just like it's a character it's like a trope like there's all these tropes that you know are building up to something so when something really does surprise me i go "Ooh, okay you got me like that was really fantastic
0: do you have an example even, uh, of a good surprise and also i don't know if i want to ask for a bad surprise because if it's something i haven't seen yet then
1: i will, i will just say like um I was watching, I think everyone talks about this show, Ted Lasso. Have you seen Ted Lasso?
0: That is, I, so (laughs) your status a few weeks ago where you said sign up for Target Circle for the four months and then watch Ted Lasso, you're welcome. Something like that. I did it. We still have not watched it yet. That's the next thing uh, though. We watched two other series first now and then Ted Lasso. We're going to start this Watch it watch it before it expires before your i I have i have uh two more months should be okay but no that
1: show in general because it's it's just positive yeah and i think all of tv is for the most part just like negative (laughs) so like everything they do in that show like every time like someone has a conflict or sometimes you know so anytime anyone has like an argument you're just like oh i know where this is gonna go that person's gonna like screw that person over and do this and it never happens you're like wait a minute these these are better human beings. Like <laughs> this is throwing me off. This is not, the, this is not what I see in other shows um, Yeah. or like, I don't know. Another show I really loved was the good place because that show constantly like did this thing where they made it
0: feel like an ending. Yeah.
1: But they were still able to go forward. And I'm like, God, how do you keep doing that? Like, good job.
0: Yeah. I just finished season three and um, my, my fraternity brother, Greg and I, we do episodes reviewing it. Uh, Cause he's seen it all the way through and I'm barely watching it for the first time. So I love that show, the good place. And they did, they, they do have a good, uh, an amazing way of just resetting these things, these characters, these, these ideas to, to up the ante a different way. And it's incredible. I love it so much.
1: And Yeah. I mean, and it's always like very organic and natural. It's never like, it never feels forced. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but like there was, there was the big plot twist in the first season that was found Mm -hmm. out. And then you think they're going to reset everything. And I was like, oh man, are we going to be doing this all over again? Like, that's not interesting. And then within the first episode, they're like, nope, that's not how this is going to happen. I was like, oh, great. Like, fantastic. Like, I'm so happy. Like you found a way out. That's not necessarily what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that. Bad things. I mean, I don't know if you like watch like (laughs) Star Wars. Or, like, or Space Jam, like, instead of coming up with like new plot lines, (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm thinking like worst case scenarios right now. I'm sorry. No, you're good.
0: Um,
1: But, like, they're just like storylines where they they basically just rehash the old one. Right. You're just like, okay, I know it's going to happen because you've already done this in a movie before. Um, Any M Night, Shyamalan, Shalabading Dong, Shalabading Dong, any movie of his, you're just like, there's a twist coming. Oh, there's a twist. It's not really that much of a twist. Like you just like know yeah. oh, what's gonna happen. Um, so that's where I get pulled out. But I'm I think one of my superpowers is I can really separate uh, fiction from nonfiction. Like if I'm watching something, I can just go into it and not fixate on the little things. Mm. I'll just enjoy it for what it is, unless it's like a real blaring problem. Like if it's if it's like something like if it's like awful. And like you're watching it, you're going, This is just a freaking awful movie. Like I um I was watching Grown Ups 2. Okay. And I had to like stop halfway through and I go, This movie's just awful. Like I need to oh no, I can't even I can't even be in this movie. Like I have to just go, like I'm done. (laughs) So unless you're really awful, like I could stay in it. I'm not worried about it.
0: Yeah. I just finished Utopia on Amazon and it was terrible. It's eight episodes. I I kept having to watch it. I thought they must redeem it somehow like they, they can't have this many bad episodes in a row the ending must be phenomenal to fix the whole thing and it wasn't I lost eight hours of my life
1: that's that's the worst is when you like stay yeah. on and you're just like all yeah. right some at some point something's gonna start rolling and it's gonna make everything better and then you get there and you're like ugh, whatever I'm we
0: were <laughs> never we never made it never made it through why did you move to California
1: um, I moved here because I want to be famous. No, Perfect. Um, that, was the,
0: that was the, correct answer.
1: No, I, I moved here for film. I think I had a, I think I had an interest in film. So I moved here cause I wanted to explore what that would be. And since being here, I will say that my taste for film, or my interest in film has grown a lot more as much as I love theater and as much as I love performing in front of a live audience the idea of creating something for TV is just something that really interests me. I like, I mean, I sit down and write scripts for pilot things that I would love to to get produced or short films that I would love to work on at some point in time. So the whole idea of film and what you can do with film and how much you can, I don't know, just how much you can show someone. I think also because in theater, I think the lens of what you see is limited whatever's on stage is all the people can see and they can't really truly get what you're trying to convey sometimes because it's not possible but with like film you can use your lens you can use so many different things to convey what you're feeling and then like i don't know there's something i'm working on right now that's about it all takes place in the main character's brain so every time he sees something the camera seeing it from his like point of view and I'm like, you can't really do that when you're on stage. Like you could have a one man show or you could have a show with a main character, but you can't really see things the way he sees it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can. I'm probably saying this in theater. People are going like, you're so stupid. There's a way. You can do it. Like lights and, and sound. And this guy? Yeah. I'm going to make the whole stage blue and it's because he's <laughs> fab. And you're just like, Oh, okay. Got it. Okay, man. I guess
0: that was a way to do it. Whatever. Yeah. I, probably just solve my whole problem right now. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> uh no, I definitely um I agree. Okay, next question.
1: No. Uh, are I supposed to be asking you questions.
0: you you should be um you don't have to.
1: Because I'm like I want to have a conversation with you, but I'm like I don't know how No, we can this. no,
0: we can do it. However, there's not really a um a format. So
1: like what are you doing right now in theater and film?
0: I thanks or for theater. bringing up the darkest spot of my life. Now, uh, I, I haven't done it uh, since before my son was born, and I miss it so much. And uh, I'll look at auditions for stuff, and it's either I, I'm not it. And I, I think of people like Issa Rae or other really creative people who were just like, I don't see myself in the stuff that's being made. So I just started making my own stuff. I'm like, maybe I should try to figure out who do I know that's making stuff or wants to and just needs a little push. Uh, But no, unfortunately, I haven't acted um, in a long time. In a long time. Oh,
1: man. Because like you, I just, I don't know. You're one of those people who like I've seen completely grow as an actor. And I think like in parallel with me, because I always like, I always think of our first year at PC mm-hmm. and we were such peons at that point in time. Like yeah. all of our roles were like the completely know-nothing <laughs> like, oh no, nothing roles. Like no one God. cared about right. any role that we played. Um, our characters were like, we get on stage and be like, all right, do your scene. And we would do it. And they just be like, all right, great. You're fine. Get out of here. Yeah, you work with the stars. I know. Um, but yeah, like, oh I don't know. I, I think about that and I go, but then by the end of it, like, you and I both were leads at one point in time in yeah. different shows. And I go, but that's because that's how we grew. It wasn't even like seniority. It was just like, literally we went from being those people who didn't know how to work a stage mm-hmm. to the people who owned a stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I'm always like, I'm like, he's good. I don't know why he's not doing anything. And like that, I just didn't say it like that. That's what I mean. But like <laughs> oh, everyone, <God. laughs> everyone on this podcast, he told me personally that he wasn't working on anything at the time. And I was just like, you should go work. Like go do something like go um, audition for something. Like I'm sure even if you don't feel like you're it, there's people I've worked with in the Valley who just Mm -hmm. are so open for who a character can be. Like, you know, if it's a, if it's a male and they're between the ages of like 25 and 40 and they're, I don't know. I'm like making up a thing, but they're like supposed to be a specific type of person.
0: Right. I
1: know that those people who are running that show are like still open to how that can be expressed like i feel like if you went in there and you did your take on what a certain type of character was they'd be like oh that's not what we were expecting but that works like Mm -hmm. i've seen many different people who i in the in the world i probably wouldn't be the normal Mm -hmm. wouldn't be the norm but completely own a show and and it's so i'm just like every time i see you i'm just like you're completely a different person than i think what people are expecting but you're so talented that there's like no reason you shouldn't be able to get like a, a role in something so basically, yeah,
0: go do something. <laughs> I hate you so much.
1: But I agree with you on the Issa Rae thing. Um, like I said, the, I'm working on pilots and it, everything that I write right now is based around, as far as like film stuff, is based mm-hmm. around me and like what I did growing up, what I experienced. Because I'm just like, it, there's, there's so many of the same story already out there mm-hmm. and I don't fit that thing. I'm not California. I'm not a California, um, I'm not the California exth- aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not this like six foot, person with muscles and blah 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 i i don't Wait, look like what? that <laughs> <laughs>
0: is, what oh, happened to right you here.
1: um hey covid man oh, yeah, covid took you out but like just like i'll write stuff about what i think is important i'll write about like a character like me you know oh they're hispanic or they're mm-hmm. they're gay whatever that situation might be because i'm just like those people don't really exist like i'm sorry right. there's not a lot of tv shows that i watch that have a lot of mexican people in it
0: mm-hmm.
1: or at least are the leads right. you know um so it's like you kind of do have to write your own thing and you have to i think what people don't realize is everyone craves another story and they crave Mm -hmm. another version of that story i mean if you watch black panther right we've seen that superhero movie a million times but because it came from a black lens people were loving it they craved it because it was something new to them so i'm just like it's not that there's not a place for us it's just we have to put it out there
0: right i just need to get off my ass
1: Dude, that's the struggle.
0: That's the yeah. That's the it's like the actual moving of uh of performing energy. It's just um I'll, I'll figure something out. But I, I do miss it a lot. Derailed this whole thing.
1: Oh, Hentified so is sorry. really good
0: on Netflix. Which one? Hentified. It's a all Mexican American cast with the G. Um, yeah, Hent- yeah, yeah. Hentified.
1: <laughs> sorry. In my brain, I thought it was like Japanese (laughs) Hentified. No,
0: (laughs) damn it. You're not the first person. I recommend this show and they go, what? What are you (laughs) recommending to me? I go, no. What? No, not.
1: I legit was like, I hope he's not recommending what I think he's recommending. (laughs) I don't want to watch anything with tentacles. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nothing like that.
0: I'll recommend that off off mic. You've been there how many years now in California? I don't know. seven years eight years seven eight okay how has that um experience been how did you end up in a school uh
1: i i worked at a school when i was in arizona i actually started my first job ever was in a school like i worked at elementary school okay um left that job worked to finish i was finishing college and then when i got out of college i worked at another school and then when i came to california i was like all right time to find a job and the only thing that i like was qualified for (laughs) was working in a school and i got really lucky because i was actually working as a tech like a like a school tech person they had just released this new position that was like an interventionist position and it paid good money and it was all like whatever and i was just like "Ooh, i wonder if i'm qualified for that and i went for it and i got it and i was like yay now i have this great job although at some point i would like to leave uh (laughs) Because I want to be in film. Eventually I do want to be full time in film working for a studio or something. So at some point I will leave this job, but for now it's, it's a pretty good job. Yeah.
0: Uh, What is your main responsibilities of the job? So
1: we don't have, we have in our school district, like one psychologist for every four schools or something like that, three Mm -hmm. or four schools. Um, And then we also don't have vice principals. We don't have any actual counselors whatsoever. Um, So my job is to basically be like the first place kids go when they need something, either mentally, Mm. um, academically, behavior-wise, personal. I deal with all that on my level and help in any way that I possibly can reach out to parents, work with the school. And then if it's something that I can't handle, then I take next steps with those kids and take them to like, you know, if they need to get, if they need to get like a therapist, I talk to the parents and we find out where we can get therapy for the kid or we do what are called student study teams, which is where, you know, kids are having a hard time. We, they need with the principal and me and the teachers and the parents and we work on, like figure out, okay, what does this kid need to be successful? So it's, it's like a counselor position, but yeah. um, before the counselor, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I deal with like all the discipline and all that. So it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. How do you release that? Cause that, that must weigh a lot on your, your mind and your psyche to, to, listen to, to kids maybe their problems or things they are going through how do you unwind i mean
1: honestly just
0: getting out of my getting out of my house
1: like that's mm-hmm. all i can if i reach out to someone i'm like hey let's go hang out it's because i'm looking to just erase the day or erase whatever happened um but also the kids themselves are like a weird release because uh, first of all when it's the, the kids issues not that they're not big or they're not important but for the most part, the, the problems that they're going through are not super stressful for me. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's me going, okay, you're just a kid who needs guidance. Like you just need someone uh, to be there for you and help you figure out where you need to go next. Like it's not anything bad. So i never really hold too much stress from that. It's more so when like parents get involved, when a kid's telling me about something going on at home with their parents, that's when I go, Ooh, it's a lot of information. Or when the parents are calling me, that's where I get stressed out. But like I said, it's the release is like, Going home and just like relaxing and like laying on my couch for a minute and just like just breathing, like just going, okay, I'm gonna take a breath right now, or I'm gonna go do a walk, or like I said, I'm, I mean, California has so many things to do, or LA has so many things to do that I can just be like, hey, let's go to like a, uh, what are they called, um, a wreck, what do they call wreck it room, where you can like break plates and stuff like that, I've heard or. Of these or go to an escape room or just go to the movies like anything if i get out and i go to a place where we just hang out i'll be fine this is the, we're the worst. This is, the worst this is the lowest rated podcast ever. <laughs> well, not this podcast but this episode will this be. episode
0: uh, the people in bolivia are furious right now